Sacred Space. So, welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space here in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley. I'm still joined in studio here by my Keaton and Shane. <coughs> and again, um, we just want to express again our, our sympathy to, to Sister Dimpness Clancy's family and also the Salesian family with whom she served for many a year. But now, on this part of the program, um, we'll focus a little bit about Lent and what, what's Lent all about and just a few little thoughts and reflections maybe on Lent. Mike, do you want to kick us off there? Just a little bit, John. I suppose when we think about Lent, automatically we think about fasting. The question was always asked me about children, what are you giving up for Lent? That's it, yeah. And that was ingrained in us from a very, very young age. And it was a good thing too, I suppose, because it, you know, we disciplined ourselves a little bit. We always gave up something for Lent. And they set us on the right path. And of course, it's very important to fast because, you know, we know Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 days. Moses fasted. And there are a lot of references in Scripture to fasting. Actually, mm. the apostles, the, you know, the disciples, obviously for very important decisions and picking people out that they prayed and fasted, the Bible tells us. And the church, of course, asks us then to follow the example of Christ. And you know, the church has set aside two special days, of course, the fast and abstinence, which are Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, people might say, like, well, what is fasting? What are you supposed to do? And yeah. the church's explanation of fasting is that it means that the amount of food we eat is considerably reduced. And abstinence means giving up some particular kind of food or drink or amusement or something like that. Because nowadays, I suppose, we're asked to look more on the positive side and what are we going to do for Lent rather than what mm-hmm. are we giving yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think there, John, the most important thing is to try and improve our relationship with Jesus. And yeah. this is where prayer comes in. Yeah. Prayer is a must. If without prayer, we're, we're totally yeah. lost altogether. Yeah. 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 And, of course, the biggest problem with prayer, of course, is time. Yeah. Come back to what Sister Dipna said there. What did she say? How many seconds? How many that's minutes? Right. That's right. yeah. Yeah. None yeah. of us have time to pray. And that's the huge... Myself included, John. We're inclined to pray lasting at night when we're yawning and tired and, you know... But yeah. it's so important, and maybe adoration now for Lent is a very good thing. That's where adoration comes in as well. And um, you know, to a lot of churches have adoration on during Lent, and it's a wonderful thing to spend an hour there in the presence of Jesus, just giving him that time. And just to, just to remind people again that there is adoration, uh, excuse me, there is a Eucharistic adoration in other church from... Um, from, one, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. each Monday. Sorry, Michael. Um, I suppose getting to know Jesus through the scripture, I mean, how can we know Jesus if we don't make some effort to read his word? You know, maybe take up a little bit of spiritual reading for Lent is very yeah. important again. And, um, and one beautiful thing in the scripture is if we follow the daily gospels, it leads us on the road with Jesus all the way to Jerusalem, finishing up in Holy Week in Jerusalem. And we see all the different stages where Peter tried to stop him and all this, and um, where he you know, prophesied about his passion and he was going to suffer and die. And if we just follow the daily Gospels, it's a very good way of getting through Lent. And another thing, of course, is sacrament of penance, going confessing our sins, mm-hmm. another beautiful thing to do during Lent. And, of course, we were asked by the church between Ash Wednesday and Trinity Sunday to go to confession and receive Jesus in the Eucharist. We're bound to do that during Lent. Um, of course, another thing, the corporal box of mercy, visiting the sick and imprisoned and, you know, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. And that's where mm-hmm. the stroker campaign comes in, of course. You know, mm-hmm. The church have again have organised a stroker campaign during Lent, and it's a great way of doing it. So basically, John, Lent is based on three pillars, prayer, fasting and almsgiving. And we are told that prayer knocks, 
um, fasting opens and alms giving received. It's in giving that we receive. So if we think of those three things, we won't be doing too bad. And of course, these things must be done in secret, the Gospel tells us. Yeah, you can't yeah. parade them before people. Yeah, that's right. Your, your Heavenly Father, who knows what's done in secret, will reward you, the Gospel tells us. And you know, I, I loved it by the way you said, you know, trying as best as possible to try and follow the readings, the scripture readings offered to us by the church. Um, first of all, we do have the Sunday leaflets, so at least that helps us to prepare for next Sundays. But as well as that, and I know Shane has got a load of it up on, the, on our own blog, there's loads of resources online as well. Um, they can be in terms of something we can read, some reflections, but they can also be audio types mm-hmm. of somebody who maybe is, is going to offer something for about, uh, you know, just three or four minutes, not too long. <laughs> I, here we go again, yeah, yeah. time, not too long. But the reason is it pertinent that we start half Lent, I would suggest, in saying, uh, as you said, and Father Frank Duick reminded us there on Monday, whatever we do in Lent, it must contain prayer. But Shane, you might just give us some idea of, of some of the resources you have there on our blog. Yeah, it does, and I'm I'm very conscious, John. Every time we have this conversation in terms of um, resources, and particularly online, because obviously not all of our listeners would have access to the internet. Except that, yeah. But for those that would, um, and even if you don't, maybe talking to maybe family that would have been net savvy and asking them to have a look for you, maybe print out a few things. Hmm. The Jesuits have a very large online resource presence for Lent this year, and it's basically the Jesuits in the US and it's Loyola Ministries and IgnatianSpirituality.com that have the, the great amount of resources and there's different ones there's online retreats there's daily reflections there's weekly Lexio Divina and there's there's resources for children for families for groups it's uh, definitely LioloMinistries.com. Um, it, it would be one that we would highly recommend. There's also what's called the Ignatian um, Prayer Adventure, which uses Ignatian spirituality, which is the spirituality of the Jesuits, again, to take you through the, the six weeks of Lent. They also give. There's also quite a lot of online recommendations in terms of different books to read for the Lenten season. Um, thinkingfate.co.uk uh, uh, which is the English Jesuits prov- uh, province's website has a number of recommendations including the book by the Archbishop of Canterbury Justin Welby for Lent, the Linton book and that actually John is a very simple tradition actually for Lent and it's a very monastic tradition. If one was to read the Rule of St. Benedict each, each Lent each member of the Benedict of a Benedictine community was to be assigned a book to read in its entirety for the holy season of Lent, and many people kind of would undertake that for Lent. Now, some people would say the book mm-hmm. might be a book of the Bible, maybe maybe one of the letters of Saint Paul, or maybe two of the shorter letters of Saint Paul. Um, what other people do is they actually take up a book that they've been meaning to read for a long time. So maybe something written by Pope Francis mm-hmm. or the writings of Pope Benedict. Or maybe something along the lines of maybe something like uh, on my own table for Lent this year, I have Peter McBerry's book, The God of Mercy and the God of the Gospels, which Mm. he wrote last year. So uh, and there's different there's different ideas like that. As of course, as John or as Mike said, prayer and making time, of course, is one of the key things in terms of Lent prayer, alms, giving and fasting and fasting 
is we associate it, of course, with foregoing of particular types of food, Fridays being fish Fridays, for example, during Lent. But it, it can also be a case of, you know, going without or taking up something else. As we've, you know, we've been talking about time and how mm. time is a scarce resource. So fasting could also be taking up an activity like visiting, you know, someone that's housebound or perhaps doing an activity and volunteering for something in the community. In terms of prayer, we've mentioned some resources like that, and John or Mike has mentioned it as well. In terms of people often take up the rosary for Lent, there's often uh, people might go to Mass during Lent, maybe weekday Mass during Lent. Uh, there is the, the long tradition of praying the Stations of the Cross, and it's something we have done on the program quite a number of times. We have recorded mm-hmm. different versions of the Stations of the Cross. So we have done the traditional Stations of the Cross. We have done Mary's version of the Stations of the Cross. We did, yeah. We have done a women's version of the Stations of the Cross. And um, there's just different ways of reflecting on that journey from the upper room to Golgotha and ultimately onto the tomb on Good Friday. And it's a very traditional, traditional devotion associated with Lent in particular. Um other options, I suppose, in terms of prayer is, of course, Lexio Divina, as we, we promote every week on the program, in which Father Frank was on a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So every Monday night, quarter past eight, there are chairs in the pastoral centre in the car park in Newcastle West Church, and people are invited to attend and participate in the group there, particularly for the Linton season. Um, then, of course, other resources that are there and online is to keep an eye, of course, on, for example, Pope Francis' Twitter account. Although what many people do for for Lent is they turn off Facebook and they turn off the Twitter account and they take a desert time from social media. And quite a lot of people that I know and friends of mine would do that actually for the Lenten season. So as it happens, my Facebook account goes very quiet over the Lenten season. But unfortunately, (laughs) because of what I do for the vlog... I can't quite go 100% offline, no. or the, the blog would die for the entirety of the Linton season. The other final resource, John, that I would mention for people looking for resources and reflections to, to help them with their Linton preparation is actually the blog itself, Sacred Space 102 FM. I was reviewing it recently, and you know the blog has been going now since 2010, so we have six years of solid hmm. uh, reflections and things that we've, we've posted over the last number of years and if you go in and you look for the tag Lent or Lenten resources or Lenten reflections you'll see previous posts and programs that we have done for Lent and there's quite a number of things in there that I'd like to highlight one of which is the various programs we've done with Father Michal Liston over the years and Father Michal has done one or two interviews with us about Lent and preparation for Lent and the joyful season of Lent and they're always well worth listening back to At the same time then, for a couple of years, we did a series of articles or or blog posts where we asked people to reflect on different things over Lent and Lenten reflections they were. And we have, there's some wonderful um, uh, things there to ruminate over, to to reflect on as well. But as as Mike said, ultimately, when we talk about Lent and Lenten resources, what we're coming back to is the three basics, prayer, fast and abstinence, and how we... um, how we can, tr- sorry, prayer, fast, and almsgiving, I beg your pardon, and how we can do that in our lives during Lent. Because the whole idea, of course, Lent is the holy season, allowing us to turn back to the Lord. The great call, uh, the great call at, at as we receive the ashes on Ash Wednesday is um, turn away from sin and believe the good news or believe the gospel. <coughs> Remember, man, thou art dust, and unto dust you shall return. And it's just, it's just a reminder to us that it's a time for us to take a time out to pause, 
catch our breath and to kind of reassess our connections um, with, with the Lord. And I'm just listening to Dempna there and, 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 and just in the first part of the program and her, mm. her reflection for New Year's. You know, for many people, Lent could be a New Year's. Take up a New Year's resolution and see, well, what way can I spend a bit more time with the Lord? Maybe it's something as simple as saying a rosary, taking an extra five minutes to say a prayer. It could be something in terms of five minutes to do a bit of Lexio Divina. It could maybe maybe go all out and say, right, you know, I'll start doing one of the hours of the liturgy of the hours. I might say morning prayer or evening prayer, or I might do compline before I go to bed at night. Something simple like that, something a little extra so that we create and show that space for God in our lives. Shane, thank you so much for that. So just before I hand back to Mike, um, just, just, just something that just struck me there. There's a great resource sometimes, Michael, even in our local churches sometimes. And there's a small little bookstore maybe even at the back of the church. Well, churches are always open. We can, we can always go in maybe with a little book that we got ourselves or whatever. Just sit there, just for 10 minutes or whatever. Just forget Carnation Street now maybe for Lent or whatever, whatever, and try and... Prime, Maybe try and give yeah. the Lord a bit more time. But I suppose whatever we do, Michael, we should have a focus. Mm-hmm. And the focus should be we want to get closer to God. That's not it. Yeah. And of course, it's all, the whole thing is going back to every time the sister dipped me there, what she said. Yeah. You know, time, time. And Satan wants us running around in every direction mm. as fast as we can, distracting us with all sorts of things that are not important, and, you know, not very important anyway, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, the important thing we leave till the very last hours we try to come it in is spending a bit of time with the Lord. At this stage, thank you so much for that, lads. Uh, so at this stage, I might go for a second piece of music. And this one, I haven't played this one before, I think, is from Carrie Landry from his album, uh, I Will Not Forget You. And this one is the title, Where Healing Can Begin. Let's hear this. gather where healing can begin where caring and compassion never end without fear without shame let us gather in the name of the one who bore our suffering and pain for where to Jesus, you are there. By sharing in your story, your suffering, your pain, we gather where healing can begin. Let us gather as one from near and far. Let us come where we're accepted as we are. Where the shadows of the past can be put to rest at last And despair to the winds forever cast For where two or more are gathered in your name You are there, Christ Jesus, you are there I share Thank you. 
sacred space.